My name is Max Adler, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder whip, scores! Now it's Fennell scores! Ball Rabel splits two and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Kelly, not shy, bounces one home! What a start! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hunton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. All right, I'm here with Max Adler, face-off specialist for the Denver Outlaws and MLL All-Star. Uh, welcome to the show, Max. Thank you. It's great to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no, we're glad we could have you, especially you know right before the MLL playoffs this coming weekend. Um, so, Max, you picked up lacrosse in high school but didn't really start facing off until college, and at that point you weren't being heavily recruited. Uh, you attended Division II Bentley University, um, and while there you really – Excelled. You finished fourth in Division Two in face-off winning percentage with sixty-seven point nine percent as a senior. Talk to me about overcoming the doubters and you know succeeding in college. Yeah. So just in in high school, I went to a prep school in Western Mass called Northfield Mount Hermon, and we play um, in the Founders League. So against Andover, Exeter, Salisbury, all those schools. Um, but my main sport in high school was wrestling. I really loved the sport of wrestling because it was like the one-on-one component and. Whoever worked harder was usually the one that won, and hard work could definitely overcome talent. So I really fell in love with that sport and loved doing it, and then couldn't do it in college, unfortunately, due to injuries. So in high school, I was only like the starter and actually played my senior year um, for varsity lacrosse, Mm -hmm. and my junior year, I didn't even play at all. Um, so it wasn't, so I really, I knew I wanted to do a sport in college. I've played sports my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, what can I do now? Cause I couldn't wrestle anymore. And I kind of planned on doing that in college. Um, every senior on my wrestling team went on to wrestle division one. So it was kind of tough for me not to, cause that was like my dream and that's what I really wanted to do. So that was definitely tough for me, but um, just, uh, I reached out to some schools, just seeing like if there was any interest and pretty much got no's from everyone. And I'm not talking like big time D1 schools. I'm saying like pretty low level mm-hmm. division three schools, division two schools. I was reaching out to, I'd love to like try out for your team. And they pretty much just told me you don't really have the skill to play here. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, they were probably right. Um, but I definitely went into Bentley. Coach Jim Murphy gave me a chance um, to try out and everything like that. And I was pretty brutal uh, my freshman year. I think I took five face-offs the entire season. Um, didn't really play much. Played in garbage time and just never uh, actually really got uh, any true, like, didn't really add, add any true value to the team. Um, so that kind of was how I got to Bentley. And, um, yeah, but I was just super fortunate and super happy that they gave me an opportunity to play lacrosse because I don't think anyone else was going to. Yeah, and that's awesome. And um, how do you think, you know, being a multi-sport athlete, you know, including, like, the wrestling really prepared you for facing off in college? Um, I definitely, so wrestling, I guess, first off, mentally, I mean, wrestlers are by far the toughest athletes in any sport. Um, so just having that mental toughness and hard work, cause I mean, I was getting up at 5am just to run a couple miles to cut weight. Then I'd have practice and we'd work out and everything like that. So just mentally, um, it's a huge, just mental advantage because it's really instilled in my coach, Rob Bouye at Northfield Mount Herman, my wrestling coach just really instilled 
in us that hard work beats talent. So mm-hmm. you definitely have the mental aspect there. And then also just being un- uncom- being uh, comfortable in those awkward positions in wrestling. You get in a lo- lot of like atypical positions that you really, you know, like you can bench press, you can do all those different types of things. But wrestling teaches you to be strong in those awkward positions mm-hmm. where in facing off, you get in those same positions. So I think that's why you see um, just so many great wrestlers are also great face-off guys. I mean, T.D. Erlin, so just one example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And then so, you know, you, you finish up your college career and, you know, you're not really expecting anything, but you get a call from the GM of the Outlaws at the time, uh, who's now your current head coach, Tony Seaman, who wanted you to play for the Outlaws. Um, fast forward, number one face-off guy in the MLO, and at that time, Tommy Kelly gets hurt in the All-Star game, and they call you up. Um, and then in the MLO championship, you went 15 for 29, and Denver came out on top 16 to 12 to win the MLO championship. Talk to me about this whirlwind of a rookie season that you had in 2017. Yeah, so it was, I definitely wasn't expecting to get drafted or anything like that. Um, and I was actually at the Final Four that year because they did it that weekend. And I got a call from Tony Seaman, and I thought it was one of my friends, like, doing a prank call. Because I was <laughs> following the draft. I knew Boston had a late pick mm-hmm. that maybe they would take the chance on me because I was local. But I was following the draft, and it was only the seventh round. So I thought that, like, I don't know, one of my friends was playing a joke on me or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I, was, I was really shocked. But I remember when uh, Coach Seaman called me, I promised him that, like and, and I, I guess I kind of promised to myself I didn't want getting drafted to the MLL to be my biggest accomplishment because you see a lot of guys, especially back what then when they had so many rounds, mm-hmm. get drafted and you never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. So I kind of made it a goal of mine that I did not want that to be the peak of my professional career. Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, you've really been dominant since making the jump to the pros. I mean, to put things in perspective for our listeners – you won a previous career high of 71.8% of your face-offs, uh, 20, 28 of 39, in your matchup against Trevor Baptiste last uh, 4th of July. And then you broke that with this year's performance against the Bayhawks on August 10th and set an MLL single-game face-off record by winning 23 of 24 for 95.8%, um, a record I don't know, you know, I think that's going to stand for probably a long time. What have you done to kind of take your game to the next level since making the jump to the pros? So, I mean, a lot of it just starts with the Denver Outlaws organization. Um, since day one, I've always felt welcome. I didn't feel like I was a D2 guy who had an outside shot at anything. They really put me in a great position to succeed. And I think in college, I, I was trying to, like, prove people wrong and everything like that for not giving me a chance. But now, I mean, I'm, I'm motivated by Matt Friedman, the owner of the Outlaws, Tony Seaman, John Cohen, all these guys who believed in me and gave me every opportunity to play. Um, And just so I guess it really starts from there. And then, I mean, I think the other thing, you see a lot of kids specialize in sports so young. And Mm -hmm. I honestly did that with baseball and got burnt out of it, Mm -hmm. which is probably the reason I'm playing lacrosse right now because they're in the (laughs) same season. But for me, I mean, freshman year of college playing was like almost one of my first years playing lacrosse. So it was great because I was able to see myself get better and better every year. And I honestly don't feel like I'm even close to my ceiling yet. I mean, every game, every season, there's a ton for me to work on. So um, I think that's another component of just like it being so fresh. Like I still love playing and it's 
a really satisfying feeling to feel yourself getting better every single year and every single practice and every single day. Um, so that's definitely part of it. And then, I mean, probably the last component and the most important component is I have the best wings in professional lacrosse and Matt Gilray, Zach Courier, Brian Begley, um, Charlie Hayes. So just, I mean, I, I really think our wings are by far the best. So it's, you know, any 50-50 ball, I think it puts us at a huge advantage. Yeah, no, that's great. And you guys have had a solid season. Um, you finished 9-7, and seven, uh, number two seed heading into the playoffs. Um, how do you think the team has gotten to this point, though? And what did you guys do to manage the ups and downs? You know, particularly you had that early win streak, um, but then you followed that up with a four-game losing streak. So how are you guys able to kind of manage the season as it went along? Yeah, I mean, our... Our goal from the first day of training camp is to win a championship. I mean, that's why you saw so many guys stay and everything like that. For us, I mean, it's there's no consolation prize. It's to win a championship. So it's just keeping that in mind and just trying to build every single game where sometimes, you know, sometimes we take steps back and stuff like that. But I don't know. I really think we all just love playing with each other and love being around each other. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it where there's no individuals on our team. No one's in it for their own stats or, you know, to post on social media, how great, how many goals they had or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's really, we really love playing for each other, which I think just makes us a lot different than other teams in all of lacrosse is just how much we play together and for each other. Yeah, no, that's great. And, uh, what are your thoughts on going up against the Cannons in the semifinals? I mean, how are you planning to prepare against... Kevin Reisman at the X and the Cannons as a whole. This is what we said and kind of echoed by our captains and everything like that from when the Bayhawks game ended to now everything is towards winning a championship and just doing whatever you can personally, Jim, um, for me it's reps and just getting healthy and staying healthy and just making sure uh, on Friday and Thursday night really during practice that we're all on the same page and we're all ready to go. Um, because, I mean, it's in Denver, you know, and this has been, mm -hmm. all of us has, have sacrificed a ton, um, and it all comes down to this weekend. So um, it's just kind of, you know, I, I really feel like our team, if we're all playing together and everyone's playing within themselves, is the best team. So as long as just everyone's doing their job and um, is healthy, I think we'll be in really good shape. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys do have a lot of talent on that roster. Um and you're undoubtedly excited, you know, to compete for another MLL championship. But you actually had an opportunity to play in the PLL. The PLL reached out to you, um, but you chose to remain with the Outlaws. Walk me through that decision and what it's meant to wear an Outlaws uniform. Yeah, I mean, it's really meant everything to me. Um, in 2017, when I got drafted, there was no other team or no, no one else that was going to take a chance to draft me. And then, so then I get drafted, and then... I don't just get thrown into a random game at the end of the year. I really get an opportunity to play. And after the season, uh, my rookie season, they said, if you're the best face-off guy, we're going to play you. We don't care. You know, they don't care where you went to college. They don't mm -hmm. care about social media or anything like that. It's the best person plays. Um, so I was like, wow, like I'm actually going to get a legitimate opportunity. Um, they're not just going to go with the guy who's been there before. Um, so then you fast forward to last season and we start off one and four in there. Um, I think Tommy Kelly, uh, tweaked his hamstring. So then they brought me in. I played pretty well. 
And then uh, Tom Kelly was healthy, so he started playing again. And then they traded Tom Kelly, who had the number one face-off percentage at the time. And I got the starting role. Mm-hmm. Um, just And just showing, like, without a lot of, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of games under my belt. I definitely wasn't proven. But for them to have the confidence to go with me as their full-time guy meant a ton to me. And then we go on and win a championship. Um, I wasn't going to – there was no way I was going to leave. Um, I just, you know, like I don't make decisions out of money or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, like, I don't know, family is a little, a lot more important to that. And I really felt like a family with the outlaws and I honestly couldn't be happier with my decision. Um, have absolutely no regrets. And, um, yeah, no, I, that's kind of why I stayed and I'm extremely happy with it. And a lot of guys on our team got offered and, could have gone to the PLL and didn't because mm-hmm. of the way we're treated on the outlaws. And I mean, you can put us up against any team and I think we would do very well. Yeah, no, definitely. You guys have a lot of talent on that roster, arguably the greatest player of all time and um, John Grant Jr. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're looking forward to Friday and we're looking forward to it as well. But uh, let's take a quick break here, word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into our five and five segment. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, so our, my first lacrosse-related question for the 5-5 five and five, uh, is, what are some pregame superstitions or routines that you have? Um, so Mikey Schlosser is my roommate. So kind of our, like, game day routine is after practice, we Uber Eats from a sandwich place, and we get our lunch, and then depending on when practice is, or when the game is our dinner. And I uh, usually just kind of eat our sandwich, uh, put on a good movie, take a nap, and get ready to go. Um, but I don't really have many pregame rituals and routines. Just trying to make sure I'm warmed up properly and ready to go. So no, no huge like superstitions or anything like that. Awesome. And what has been your favorite lacrosse memory so far? Uh, without a doubt, winning the championship. Um, it was just such a special experience with such an awesome group of guys. So um, definitely winning the championship. Awesome. And which of your MLL teammates do you find the funniest? The funniest? Um, it's a good question. I'd, I'd probably say uh, Finn Sullivan's pretty funny. He's a Boston hmm. guy, has the Boston accent and everything like that. So, uh, And he doesn't try to be funny, so I think, I think it would be Finn Sullivan. And then uh, number four, what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at so far? Uh, without a doubt, Mile High. Um, it's just, I mean, uh, Mile High, 4th of July is just an electric atmosphere and doesn't get any better than that. I think if you took all my games uh, that I've played in my athletic career and added them all up and then multiplied them by some number, it wouldn't even be close to what we get for that game. So that's definitely my favorite. Yeah, no, that 4th of July, that's a game that you know I know I look forward to watching every year. And this year... It, it looked like, you know, they were going to 
uh, postpone it three times with the weather, and you guys still powered through, and uh, that was a phenomenal game uh, in the end on the fourth. So I look forward to watching that game every year. Uh, but number five, what is your current lacrosse stick setup in terms of shaft, head, and stringing? Um, that's funny you asked that. Literally right before you called, I just got the new Maverick face-off head. Oh, awesome. Um, the Maverick lock. So that is going to be my face-off head. And then my shaft is the Maverick A1 shaft. Um, so that is my current stick setup, and I absolutely love it. I think it's by far the best in the game. Awesome. All right, so those are our lacrosse questions. Now we'll get into some off-the-field stuff. Uh, first, what was your favorite class to take at Bentley? Um, my favorite class to take was actually it was called General Business 101, and it was an accounting and finance class. We took it freshman year, and I had a great professor, um, Professor Doris Kelly, who had a lot of real-world experience and was able to really relate it back to the class and kind of sparked my interest for business. Awesome. And then what are some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing when you're not on the lacrosse field? Um, I love coaching. I coach with Faceoff Factory, and I run my own clinics out of West Hartford, Connecticut. So I love just, like, coaching the local kids and giving back as much as I can. So that's definitely one of my uh, hobbies. Cool. And then uh, what is your ideal vacation? Ideal vacation. So... Senior year, the CFO of Atlantis is a Bentley grad, so our entire senior class goes to Atlantis, and that was a pretty awesome vacation. I don't know if that can be topped, but uh, I definitely love Atlantis. That's a great destination in the Bahamas. Awesome. And then number four, uh, what is your favorite meal, and do you prefer to dine out, take out, or uh, cook at home? Um, Definitely dine out. I'm a terrible i don't even know if i'm a bad cook i just don't really know how and can't cook very well um so i definitely i like to dine out and like a pre-game type meal i love chicken piccata with uh some pasta so big fan of that awesome um and then number five this one we usually get our best answers out of uh what's a book on your bookshelf that you've read or reading right now that you'd recommend to a teammate or a friend um so one book i actually just started reading um, Bob Iger, who is the, um, who's the CEO of Disney, he just came out with, uh, his own book. So mm-hmm. I just started reading that and it's just like an interesting perspective on, you know, how long he's been the CEO of Disney for and just managing different types of events and stuff like that. So, uh, that's a book that I'm reading right now. That's pretty interesting since I work at, um, the Walt Disney company. Awesome. Uh, well that wraps up our five and five. Uh, we usually like to end with one final question, and you know, you were once uh, a young athlete yourself. So, what is some advice that you would have for a young player that's looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just play multiple sports, play different sports. I think that's huge and something that's really, really overlooked um, with all the specialization. And then I would just say, like, give it your all. Like, whatever you do, give 100% because you'll never regret putting in too much work. Um, even if, like, the opportunity seems very distant. You're never going to regret putting in too much work, but you will regret saying, uh, what if I would have like put in a little more time? Like, How good could I have been? So that would be my advice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Max. This has been great. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Um, so my Instagram is maxman9, and my Twitter is maxman underscore 99. Awesome. Well, thanks, Max. This has been great. Um, We really appreciate you coming on, and, uh, you know, best of luck in the MLL playoffs. 
Sounds good. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.